Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Oh, well, hello and thanks for coming, America. My name is Seth. What's yours? Hello, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stony. Hey everyone, welcome back back again to another brand new episode of Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast there ever is and soon will never be again. Ah, uh, we're gonna live forever on the airwaves. Yes, girl, we will live in infamy. <laughs> oh my god, the boys are back in town. We're all together again. I know, we've all ten. been like on little quick tour, like whirlwind visits and shit. I know, all of you have been so busy and I've always been consistently here. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but Every you, goddamn episode. But <laughs> will you get the crown if you just constantly have to lip sync to the finale? <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's good to be back. This is our last episode covering drag things drag show race yeah drag shows uh i guess we might have to briefly talk about the winner of dragula next week but oh yeah yeah yeah. for sure for sure we'll keep it brief yeah 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 so i guess i hope everyone enjoyed last week while i was not here i didn't know that i would be uh replaced by maddie morphosis but you know just taking off one (laughs) week but <laughs> well, you know, we did give to Nick that um, lovely microphone we used to use, so we had to put it to use. Yeah, Straight is the new gay. You guys were really <laughs> spilling the bud, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh sipping a bourbon neats. <laughs> oh my gosh, just so hetero here now. <laughs> I can I can still smell the Axe body spray. <laughs> Now, you know that shit is not allowed anywhere near me. We were just sharing our thoughts and tea. You know, we we can't be out here ashy in these streets. So we had to come moisturized and correct. Oh, my gosh, Maddie, you smell like a locker room. What is that scent? <laughs> oh, it that that's taint, girl. oh gosh well i i did enjoy your guys's your all conversation about maddie morphosis last week um i just wanted to correct the record that scaredy cat is identifies as bisexual um so i just didn't want there to be any bisexual eraser so i wanted to correct the record no we appreciate that was it that they identify as bisexual when they appeared on the show yeah Mm mm-hmm Okay. Oh, yes. Yeah. I guess I forgot about that. Because well, he always sure had a girlfriend. On to Bob and Monet as well. Yeah. They're also hateful. So, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we love them. <laughs> <laughs> they're um, hateful to each other. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, I don't know if you saw online, Shea Kool Aid tweeted this funny uh, tweet that <laughs> was like, Ooh, I don't know who. I thought Monet was cussing someone out in the other room, but it just turns out they're recording sibling <laughs> rivalry. <laughs> I need to go find that tweet because that's accurate to That shit was funny. That's funny. Oh, gosh. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, just to, I don't know, maybe no one gives a fuck at this point to throw my opinion in about this Maddie Morphosis thing. Like, I did listen to your all's discussion and I I mostly agreed with it. Um, my only 
thing is that like before we just start throwing heterosexual people in or cis heterosexual people in like i just would have liked to have seen more queer representation because it took them so long to get trans people in there and we haven't seen like drag kings or anything like that on drag race um so that that that's really my my biggest complaint is that it took so long for rupaul to stop being so hateful that it's like would feel a little bit more genuine if like we had more representation on the show and and also the fact of having maddie on the show kind of like is overshadowing the two trans contestants that are on the season 14 but see, I don't think so, because those queens and being a black queen myself, not a trans queen, but we don't need to hide behind anyone's light. They will shine plenty on their own and people are lifting up their names on oh, the yeah. cast. At least I've seen that. So let's not even put that out there because that's not what the community's trying to do with Maddie. No. This well, is just a discussion because yeah. people are pressed, you know? Yeah. And I, I respect your opinion too, but I mean I don't know. If we're going to feel this way about one person, we need to feel the same way about the AFAB queens. You know, let's be consistent in our hatred if we're going to be that way. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. I think that's a little different to me because I don't know. AFAB we can't, we can't pick and choose. The queer community. It's our understanding that the terms AFAB and AMAB, assigned female at birth and assigned male at birth, were created for people whose gender identities might not match the bodies that they are in. But I guess our question would be, technically, aren't hetero cis women that do drag AFAB as well? They may not need to, you know, claim that term or not need. They may not choose to identify that way, but aren't they AFAB as well? I don't know. It's a genuine question. Let us know. Let's have a discussion on Twitter. Back to the show. Yeah, you know, I see that, but, you know, we can't pick and choose all the time. I don't know. I guess we'll have to deg- agree to disagree. <laughs> Hap- happily, but, you know, yeah. be careful, queers. We can't pick and choose what we're going to be mad at one week to the next. Let's be careful. Yeah, I did. And I did agree, though, also with you saying that Dracula has, like, a lot more inclusivity in their shorter amount of seasons. Um, and they actually just had their first problematic trans contestant. So that's you know something new too <laughs> welcome to the club <laughs> drag drag entertainment it's really unfortunate like entertainment really like you know those skeletons for anyone come out so there's more i guess you would say for the alternative spooky drag yes. which um is why they had the uh straight contestant dra- disasterina because mm-hmm. watching straight people is scary <laughs> <laughs> touche yeah that's all I have to say about that, I guess. So I'm sh- I know everyone lands in different spots on the issue. Um, but I don't know. I just wanted to share my opinion. So there was a little bit of variety in the mix. Yeah, absolutely. That's what we do on the show. Yes, girl. Also, to transition into our Dragula discussion, there are some pretty wild accusations flying around the interwebs this week revolving around Dragula f- contestant. And I, what I would say is a front runner in the competition, Dali. Uh, oh yeah. So before we hit record, listeners, like I've been kind of offline like this past week, so I did not catch any of this tea. So please fill us in, Seth. Yeah. So basically, on Reddit, of course, you know where everything happens. Uh, there. <laughs> 
Someone Yes. <laughs> someone posted um a series of screenshots of text messages and I think the title of the post was um so this is or like so Dolly groomed me when I was fifteen. Oh my gosh. And so like the um the text messages are like it's not like sexting, but it's very suggestive and kind of like inappropriate for an adult because at the time Dolly would have been any um because they it didn't have this time the time stamps on them so people were trying to like place around what time this was and so like they kind of calculated that dolly would have been around like 21 to 26 at this time okay and so Uh yeah not good um Uh and of course you know the story was coming out pretty you know starting to ramp up i'm not sure uh why you know, it's, you know, you can share what your trauma whenever you want, I suppose. But it's like coming out around the finale. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think Dolly like pretty quickly made their Instagram private. Of course, as you do. I don't think I don't know if Dolly has Twitter, but they did make their Instagram private and then made, a, you know, an iOS press release, of course. Uh, a few days later (laughs) what did it say like did you get genuine vibes from it or is it hard to tell i err on the side of listening to the victims until yeah until they give me a reason to believe otherwise but i curious to what they said i would say like based on the victims accusations plus dolly's explanation i feel like it is possible that dolly groomed this person oh no because um dolly's Uh. like statement was basically saying that um that she didn't like uh, like she had like met this person like at shows and stuff like that um like afterwards you know when they do like the meet and greets and things like that Mm -hmm. but um but that they never really started like texting or talking like that until he had turned 18 the victim uh Oh, it just seems... hmm. Yeah, it just seems a little suspect. It's a little muddy, right? And the statement doesn't really help. (laughs) We need more details, I think. Yeah. If anything, the statement actually makes it worse. (laughs) Yeah, I think the statement makes it worse because to me, it just makes Dolly feel like more guilty. Like when your excuse is like, they're like, oh, this is false, blah, 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 blah. But I did talk to them once they were 18. Yeah, I would have pulled my best beyonce card and just not said shit yeah i don't know girls so I this feel is why like... people need to hire publicists again this is yeah this is people's <laughs> jobs <laughs> like, i know don't say a word <laughs> for real girl i i mean so it's like kind of i mean it's definitely disappointing because dolly was like it one is. of the front runners and you know someone that i was rooting for throughout the season and it's really disappointing to find out that they were engaging in this type of behavior right it's um uh not only is it unsettling it's just like it kind of puts a dark cloud on the show because we've been having a great time watching them and they've been po- they have been performing well so it's like damn what do what are we supposed to do with that Right. And it, it'll it be interesting if it's addressed on the show or maybe I don't know if they film alternative endings for Dracula. Um, oh, like statement kind of. Yeah. Flash across the episode disclaimer kind of things. Yeah. 
So I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting ne- to see next week how this plays out. I know we have, for the first time in Dracula history, a top four. That's right, for the first time. I'm actually excited about it. I'm um, excited also to see what Dracula does with the top four and kind of how mm-hmm. it all plays out. Absolutely. So um, I guess, you know, just take that as you will, listeners, that information. Feel free mm-hmm. to, of course, do your research on it. And Please inform yourself. Tag us in um, any good stories or feedback. Like, keep us out of the trash, y'all. But tag us in the things you think we should see if there's any information we're leaving out or that other listeners should be privy to. Definitely. Because I am really appreciative that someone pointed this out to me um, so that I don't look like an idiot. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. So, I guess kind of. Uh, to transition into our honesty spill of the week, we are going to discuss the um, Last Supper is what it's called on Dragula. It's a, basically a reunion episode. Oh, my God. Girl, this is the SmackDown we've been waiting for the entire season. Let's put all these hoes in a room. We take off the earrings and the press-ons and just let them go at it. <laughs> Yeah, it was a pretty wild Last Supper. It was really spicy. Very spicy. Yes, girl. Um, So the top of the show, they did show the audition tapes, which I was like, maybe I shouldn't have done because it kind of like took me out of the illusion of the whole competition. And Oh, no, you didn't like the rewind? I didn't like the rewind because I was like, you're making, well, like certain people, like their audition tapes just seem kind of lame. So I was like, what did the boule brothers seeing them to cast them oh no do you think it's just maybe an editing moment where they picked like the wrong moments of the reel or just like it just took you out of the vibe of the whole episode yeah i mean it's possible they just picked you know a clip that brought me a weird way but um yeah i don't know it just took for me it took me out of the illusion of this competition hmm i guess i could see how that how um viewers would feel that way because they're like doing all this cool stuff and then in the um in their videos they were kind of like it was like very like kind of boring. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like seeing those moments, but I can see how it felt maybe a little disconnected for sure. Definitely. Um and then of course, you know, we got into all the the dramas that happened this season, of course. <laughs> um I guess we can maybe start with the with Mary's personality and uh sigourney and all that sort of thing it's so hard because i want to be like team mary like i want to root for mary but you know a messy bitch is a messy bitch (laughs) and you know i'm friends with some messy bitches you know messy bitches deserve love and to be treated as humans as well mary is no different but she was kind of, in my opinion, like riding Sigourney this whole time. Like she felt a way about her when Sigourney like kind of walked by her in the very beginning and didn't acknowledge her. Like Mary decided then she wasn't going to like her. Yeah. So um, it's just kind of exhausting the back and forth. And I'm glad that Sigourney was like standing up for themselves. Yeah, it, it kind of felt like Mary just like made up some sort of reason for not liking Sigourney. Yeah, it's like, come on, like, why can't we just be nice to each other? My opinion did not change anything 
of Mary Cherry this episode, I still think she's just a complete bitch and just trying to cause drama on the show. Like I wanted to like <laughs> I wanted to I really wanted to come around on Mary and I get like I think I got it a little bit more in the finale when Mary was explaining everything. To be honest, I think Mary was just in a yeah. lot of um uh in a dark place and in a lot of pain because of the loss of her mom. And I mm-hmm. get that, but it, and so I get that's probably why she was lashing out so much. But I think also part of it is that she was like like wanting to make good TV and things like that too. Yeah. So it's I don't know. I I really couldn't like come back and forgive fully forgive Mary. Like I'm not going to follow her on the season, you know, anymore. But um I mean, I, but I kind of also now get why she was the way she was is basically what I'm saying. I feel the same way. Like I'm, I'm willing to give her a little bit of a pass because I mean, that's a hard thing to lose someone you're so close to. And you know, that's, that's nothing that we should just overlook or not acknowledge, but we have to learn kind of how to not only just be open about it, but allow ourselves to kind of heal how we need to. It's okay to share and let people know what's going on. So maybe they understand if you're just having a bad day and yeah, people know naturally to just leave, leave you alone. Right. And, but I, I know it's hard to share those things. So I did yeah. feel for her a little bit, but I agree with you, Seth. And also too, like on Sigourney's side of it, like I get it too. Sigourney was just really like focused on the competition. Like mm-hmm. that's how she was, getting well she you know like she said this is a once in a lifetime opportunity that it will not come again so i have to do it and so like her staying focused on the competition is um is her it sounds like her way of like coping with the you know mourning of her mom too yeah she's just and some people do that they throw themselves into their work yep definitely and and i don't think there's anything wrong with that and the fact that Mary wasn't getting what she wanted out of Sigourney is not Sigourney's fault. Like, like Mary had these expectations, uh, uh, like that she put on Sigourney. Yes. And man, that goes for everyone. Like any kind of relationship, whether you're dating, friendship, familial, whatever, like don't place expectations on people when they don't know that they're there. Like that's, they're going to fail because they don't know they have something to live up to. Right. And maybe you should have like started conversations about like talking about each other's loss and things like that. Instead of just being like, you're not real Sigourney. Like, how do you expect her to like open up? Of course you put up a wall with you, you know? Right. Right. Why would I want to braid your hair now, bitch? I have scissors in my hand. You want to be my friend still? <laughs> and also shout out to the real one, Coco Kane, because <laughs> that was like, she was my favorite part of this entire reunion. She was not playing with y'all. No, she was like, no, 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 Mary, like, stop trying to twist the story here. Oh, yeah. She, that was the bone collector. That was the charade of the episode. Oh, yeah. Sheree yeah. from Real Housewives of Atlanta. That was Coco Kane was the bone collector. Oh yeah. And I was really happy too that she finally said, like, the reason I was in the bad mood that episode was because of you, Mary. Because you could tell, like like we could tell as watch viewers of the show that that was the reason why, like, and for like Mary to flat out say like she was nervous to have Coco Kane as a partner. Like, <laughs> uh, girl, you did not mean that. Like as a you meant that as like a 
dig against her drag like we know you did girl yeah say Stop whatever you messy. want don't try to be discreet like no no don't try to play coy uh-uh. yeah i was not buying that i was like hell yeah team coco kane like she is the 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 real bitch here and like she keeps it real and i love her for it i was here for that moment yeah she was going off like keeping it <laughs> like she was like i got you sigourney and i like i don't know i it was just nice to see someone actually stand up for sigourney as well for change mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah i agree i agree back then because then also too like i don't know this this never makes sense to me but like also like mary was like sigourney you're not being real like you know you're not being real and then like when she finally starts to speak up for herself at the finale being like then then um then mary was like "Ooh, where was that bitch like where's she been all season or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like so you want sigourney to be messy like i don't like i don't get it <laughs> It's like twisted deflection. Like there's no satisfying this this monster. Yeah. Like right. Like there's Sigourney always trying to be, be nice to her. To bitch about you know she's gonna give you the energy you're looking for, and then you're gonna like throw it back in her face. So what's the point in her doing anything you desire or want? Right. She just wants to complain. No matter what Sigourney does, it's gonna be like right. you're being fake. You're doing this. Like I'm exhausted from it, girl. Bye. I know. <laughs> And then, of course, uh, we have the whole J. Jolie segment where she kind of like preemptively apologizes to uh, Sarah Andrews. I mean, uh, Bitter <laughs> Betty and uh, and also to Mary Cherry. <laughs> Sarah Andrews. Um, yeah, I don't mm, you know, I guess it was cute. I don't know if I would have felt like I needed to apologize. It's part of the game. Yeah, I was like, personally, I felt like Jade didn't owe them apologies or no. anything like that. No. Because... It's part of I, the game. Someone had to... Yeah. It was there for a reason. Like, come on, you have to use the superpower. Right, and like, uh, the whole thing was like, they wanted Jade to speak up and be loud, and she was loud, and then they didn't like that either. So it kind of goes back to the whole issue with Mary. It's like, they're just never going to be satisfied. Yep. Yep, you're right. And then also in the in the breaks, we just they were kind of showing like behind the scenes stuff, and like uh, better Betty's like behind the scenes stuff was her just being like, oh, I need more booze, like, and it's like, wow, you're so cool, how alcohol, how much of an alcoholic you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna need Seth to start like a YouTube channel where it's just like, it's one of those channels where you're reviewing the shows and you're just like a cloud in the corner. With yeah. your commentary, because I mean, I felt the same way. It was like, laugh tracks. <laughs> did she appreciate the apology? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, bitter Betty. Yeah, I think she did. She seemed to be pretty like, uh, she was like seemed to be pretty forgiving of of Jade. Okay, sometimes I can't tell with people because, like you said, she was like focused on getting that refill. So I was like, hmm. right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that was after the refill when she was feeling good. Never mind. That's probably something within me that's reaching. I'll stop. <laughs> and then, of course, you know, we discussed the trait of the season being formaldehyde, which I also agree with. <laughs> you know, they're cute. Yeah, I thought that was pretty crazy to find out that 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 being on the show is the first time that they were ever on a stage. Yeah, that was interesting to me. 
Because they were so confident, too. They were like, I'm going to serve and do this, you know, like before they went out. But Yeah. And very for having no, Yeah. And for having no stage experience, I mean, that's scary. Like, that's scary. It took me a long time to get comfortable on the stage just being a kid through, like, college age. So, oh, yeah. Definitely. And I also loved all the shady quest- anonymous questions from the cast members. <laughs> Oh, that was fun. I enjoyed that part. Mary, yeah, can you spell like delusional? <laughs> <laughs> I like this game. It turns out she can't because she spelled delusion, not delusional. I feel like I'm going to start playing this game at the family functions. Anonymous uh, questions. Yep. You put your question in a, in a hat and we're just going to go through them all, girl. That's right. I don't mind being the facilitator. <laughs> I think this messy queen. Jamal's gonna have the shittiest Christmas. <laughs> uh-uh, I'm gonna be litty titty and watch the fireworks. Yes, girl. <laughs> Jamal's like, Jamal's got her uh, Stacey Lane Matthews like camera out, <laughs> phone camera. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, and how do you feel about that? <laughs> don't give me any ideas i need another youtube video so make this shit look good oh my gosh um yes i don't know is there any other moments from the uh last supper that you guys wanted to touch on Mm, i think that's pretty much it i've been enjoying this season quite a bit i am excited to see the finale and see who is crowned the next drag super monster it's i just really enjoy the boulets like i've become such a fan in the last couple of years so i'm just happy to be consuming this content yeah i like it a lot it trips me out that bitter betty sounds like one of the boulets <laughs> yeah, that was fucked up. they all have the same video <laughs> they all have the same voice yeah i totally spaced on that the little one was getting real mad about having to wear heels too. <laughs> <laughs> the little one stays mad, it seems. Yeah, little That's one stays Mariah. mad for sure. That's yeah, Mariah. <laughs> I would definitely be more. I like related more to the big one, who's like, "Girl, you're sitting down. <laughs> you're not even standing in your heels. Be thankful for this opportunity. <laughs> be like, girl, it's not that bad. <laughs> oh my gosh." All right. Well, I guess, yeah. So at the end of this episode, just to kind of wrap it up is, um, you know, they uh, find out all the four people remaining, the four monsters are in the top four, which I kind of agree with. I mean, um, knowing what I know now, I'm probably not, well, I'm not going to be rooting (laughs) for Dolly to win. So I think my my favorite that I'm going to root to win would be Sigourney Beaver. What about you two? I'm definitely team Sigourney or actually Hoso, actually. Hoso's impressed me all season, so I wouldn't mind seeing them take the crown. I'm definitely team Sigourney all the way. Yeah, I I remember I was kind of team Hoso from the start, but just seeing some of her backstage behavior just kind of put me off a little bit just because she should not be asking for so much help. Yeah, I don't take that lightly. I'm definitely more Sigourney heavy, but yeah, yeah, we would need to work on our manners if we got the crown. Uh, Yeah, I I think I would still be happy if Hoso won, though. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an accurate call out. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think it'd be cool if Saint won, but she seems to be kind of like the lowest on the totem pole. Yo, you know, if Saint really knocks it out of the park this finale episode and takes it there, great. 
Yeah, you know, that's all we're looking for. But that would I be, like that would Saint. be badass too. Yeah, we like Saint. So yeah, stay tuned. We'll have a, a very brief discussion about whoever wins at the top of next week's show, even though it technically isn't going to be a recap show. And we'll discuss uh, more about what you can expect at the end of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned. All right. Why don't we take a quick little break here? And then when we come back, we will get into uh, the queen of the North in Canada and uh, some trade. Yes, we have <sighs> trade this week. Oh, I'm so hungry. Thank oh you. It's a surprise trade. Not even Jamal and Stoney know who I'm going to pick. Mm. Well. So stay tuned, everyone. Let me get my napkin. Bye. <laughs> Hi, queens. Oh, my gosh. We're on break. Thanks for coming. This is the part of the show where we refill our drinks and you get time to leave us a review. It lets us know how we are doing and lets more Drag Race fans sashay our way. You could also tip us while you're listening to the show like you would tip a root girl at their show. You can Venmo us at TFC Pod or on Cash App to dollar sign TFC Pod to thank us for all the hard work that goes into making a show like this. Oh my gosh, we better get back to the show. I've got my drink and I am ready to untuck, Mary. Let's get back into the Interior Illusions Lounge and record the rest of the podcast. So tell me why you're out here in a bathing suit with no corset and a belt. Shut up, Michelle. Oh, and by the way, you're not my real dad and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week, where we are back back again to bring you full coverage of everything in the Drag Race universe that we've decided to cover. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming towards the end. We've got a little bit left. Yes. Yes. Well, we have to discuss the Canada's Drag Race finale. That's right. The crown has been crowned. Yes, girl. We have uh, like the the main maxi challenge this week in the finale was, of course, to write and record a verse for a performance to Brooklyn Heights song Queen of the North, mm-hmm. um, which I personally enjoyed better than any of RuPaul's finale songs. I wish you know. we got quality songs like this. I was on other living. Seasons. I was low key living for the track. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> I was nervous, but I was like, wow, RuPaul can suck it. <laughs> I was nervous, too. I wasn't when they said Brooklyn was going to have a song. I was like, OK, do all the queens need to have tracks? Like, do all of them need one? <laughs> but, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, it was good. Yes, girl. Um, and also, too, did you like the uh, photo shoot they did with Priyanka? Priyanka, in case you forgot her name, it was all over her outfit. I was living for the queen coming back to say hello to the dolls. I do like watching Priyanka yell into the queen's face what her name is. <laughs> She's so There's something fucking about loud. it that's just so soothing. She's so loud. I mean, I guess it just shocks the piece right into you. <clears throat> yeah girl it gets ya but yeah i thought that was really funny though to see Peronka like uh interacting with all the queens and stuff like that and doing their little photo shoot and all that sort of stuff that was fun the alumni moments are always great yeah i liked it yes girl uh in the performance who did you like who did, well who, I, who did you like the best i guess we should say I'm just really like team Isis at this point. Like I was, she grew on me throughout 
the entire competition. I had a few favorites. Of course, Pythia has like always been my fave from Jump, but Isis yeah. is really like showing spice and everything nice, and I'm just enjoying it. So I was my eyes and attention were on Isis. Yeah, I feel you because I I was actually really surprised with how well Pythia did with her verse. Oh yeah, because she kind of struggled in the last singing challenge. She did. Yeah. She did turn it around. I thought they all did kind of good, really. Mm-hmm. Like, Kindle had good lyrics, and it was fun, but I don't know. I was more of an Isis fan. Kindle was kind of the weakest verse-wise and performance-wise to me. She fizzled a pinch, I have to agree. Yeah. It was kind of like, meh. Like, I was waiting for, like, to get into it, but luckily they had someone strong starting and finishing <laughs> the <laughs> performance yeah never quite took off i yeah i i hear you yeah girl um what else happened in this week's episode we we had a runway we got to see all the queens come back and um the runway category was coronation extravaganza oh my gee I thought that there were some really cool looks in the finale. Um, geometric was just kind of geometric. Like to me, it didn't stand out very much. Yeah. I am looking at the Queens right now. Geometric was just geometric. I have to I agree. It was like, just like, man, she does the same thing every single it, time. Yeah. And, and it's never that great either. I don't want to <laughs> discredit any of these Queens drag, you know, I know I don't know personally what goes into drag. I'm not a drag queen. I know I'm being a Gia hater. I'm sorry, but I mean, come on! Like when you're presenting on a show, you're going to be kind of open to these critiques. We have to think about the branding, and we've seen this before, right? But I'll stop. I thought I'll the stop. princess, or what's her name, like Stephanie the princess, Stephanie Prince. Yeah, <laughs> like the princess. Um, <laughs> I thought hers was cool. Yeah, super fierce. I was really impressed by her look. It was a very, very strong look. Which she run well the world, as, girls. Yeah. <laughs> as well as Suki doll. I really, really enjoyed her finale look too. Yeah. Yes, that was gorgeous. All that pretty royal blue. Definitely. And of, another standout uh, outfit for me was also Kimura Amor. Mm-hmm. I love all that the That was patterns. really fierce. Yeah, the patterns and the shapes and the pops of color just also correct. I don't remember what um, Beth and um, uh, Eve wore, but it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Eve had this sort of like uh, blue monochromatic moment. Oh, okay, yeah, it's like Cinderella's auntie kind of. Yeah, and then um, and then Beth had. Um, well, she she looked nice. It was kind of like a nude illusion gown. She's wearing a Beth dress. <laughs> yeah, I was feeling the Beth fantasy. Same champagne fantasy oceana <laughs> levels are rising i like that one yeah i liked uh ocean like <laughs> that broken egg, egg yolk. <laughs> yeah i was like what is this bitch a pokemon <laughs> and then i think the last one that i was really into was adriana i thought that she looked like the little uh emoji dancing emoji yes oh, yeah. oh my god yes oh my god, i girl. so see it i so see it cynthia kiss was um snatched yeah. in the straws okay yeah, it wasn't like nothing about her look really stood out to me, but it was a well put together look. Kind of like, yeah. I've yeah, nothing stand out. Secretly become like a Cynthia Kiss fan, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I I like Cynthia Kiss. I mean, if you've been listening the whole season, yes. you've heard me say that. Absolutely. So She's I'm like glad a that you're here to me. Like 
I don't know. Seth's like, this is old news. And this bitch can sing in musicals, Duh. too. <laughs> A- yeah. Adriana's look, though, I, you've got me every time if you're serving me blood red, honestly. Yes, girl. Um, so, of course, you know, they made the queens, the top three, sing one more time to do a lip sync to It's All Coming Back to Me Now by Canadian queen Celine Dion. I just love this song. I had this song on cassette when I was a child. Oh my gosh. Celine. This is a good song. Celine, if you're listening, we love you. Kendall seemed like she was trying to perform like a comedy lip sync and it just really was not fitting the feel of the song. Nope. Some I see. Yeah. Sometimes you have to be able to serve a proper lip sync. I appreciate and stand our comedy queens, but everything can't be comedy all the time. And honestly, I think that um, Pythia did better than Isis in the lip sync. You know, I, just a just like a hair, I'm, not like I'm gonna, not blowing her out of the water. I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you that because Pythia can serve, and Isis, of course, you know what Isis can do. But I was glad yeah. to see kind of Pythia show up and fight. Oh yeah, yeah. She I, not that it, she it hasn't like been, between, you know. Right. It was definitely between those two gals for me, like the whole time, mm-hmm. the or the whole finale. I was like, it's got to be one of these two. Like I just don't see what Kendall bringing making much of a difference no I agree so uh of course at the end of all of these you know hoops you know they tell their uh you know themselves like what they loved about each other what to expect talking to their younger selves um they showed a picture of Brad doing shitty drag so they really exposed him (laughs) as not being qualified to be a judge on the panel I knew you were going to say something about that picture. Exposed, bitch. I Brad sucks. Knew, I knew it. I was, if there's a producer <laughs> listening, please eliminate him from the next season. Bring back JBC. Oh, gosh. This is a, we want JBC back. Yeah, we're, we're, I want Stacey McKenzie back, We want honestly. the OGs that, back. Bring yeah, us Stacey. back season one. Stacy. Yes, girl. Just don't be dicks to them. Yeah. yeah. Be nice if you bring back JBC. And pay, yes, girl. pay twice the amount you paid him before. Ooh, also how fierce was Priyanka's crowning look? Ugh, <gasps> Stuntinta. Like, come on. Like that first of all, red on their skin is just like it. Beautiful. Well that's that's what she wore for the her original <laughs> finale was a red outfit. And like, yes, that's right. Call back to her season and also kind of like the arms piece, kind of like a call to the their culture. Yep. Mm-hmm. I love that. It was fierce. So good. I was like, damn, not Priyanka showing all the finalists up. That dress Ooh. was fucking amazing. I know. And that hair color. She killed great. it. Yes. Uh, but of course, you know, some there does have to be one winner. And that was Isis Couture. Uh, yes. Congratulations, Isis. I think this was really good. Like, I honestly think we have two amazing Drag Race Canada winners. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I I think Isis deserved it. Absolutely. I think she definitely kind of like opened up and was more interesting to watch as the season went on. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. I really liked Isis. I'm I'm happy she won. Yeah. I am too. She really grew on me watching the show. I really enjoyed their eleganza, their finale eleganza, and I mean well deserved way to show up for the season and entertain the people. 
Yes, girl. Wow. Well, we pretty much finished all of our drag coverage for the podcast. I will discuss um, the winner of Dragula briefly next week. Oh, is someone breaking into your house? (laughs) Reynolds decided that in this moment he would destroy his BarkBox toy. I think he's upset that our podcast is coming to an end. Yeah, he's got a lot of feelings and opinions. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah, let's do... Okay, so I know we've been slacking off on trade the past few episodes, like maybe a month's worth of episodes. (laughs) Yes, trade. (laughs) Trade. Mm, Trade. Trade. So I I was where like, are you know, they? The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> where where's the trade? <laughs> where happening. are the trades? <laughs> We're over bitch. Oh look, I'm scrolling on Instagram and it's a Javi Platano. Hmm. Ooh, trade. You can catch him in the trade Rolodex. Yeah, trade of the century. Um. So I was like, you know, we we you know, this is our last. Um you know, like coverage of drag. So I was like, you know, I just wanted one more tr- option to do trade. And so I, I didn't tell Jamal and Stoney who it was, but they know who this person is. Uh-oh. So I knew that they would be nice and surprised. Um, I, this person, um, we've kind of been going back and forth about whether or not I would ever make him trade. So, <clears throat> I think uh, I thought it was only fitting for our last trade to make our heterosexual correspondent Nick to be our last trade. <laughs> oh my gosh! Tr- last trade of the week, Nick. What? <laughs> so yeah, I know. I know he was worried that he would never get picked as trade. Oh um, my gosh! What a moment! <laughs> yeah, I finally, you know, given in. Now that we have Maddie Morphosis on the show, I feel like it's fair to make Nick the trade. <laughs> oh, no. For the record, listeners, we've had straight trade before. Yeah, we have had straight trade before. Have we? But, yeah. uh, my trade. Oh, yeah. My trade for sure. Yeah. Okay. Definitely a lot of straight trade over over the past. Actual but, trade. yeah. Oh, look, it's the scene on the trail. <laughs> she can't see us she's coming back <laughs> um but yeah so i thought it would only be fair to have nick be our last trade of the season uh, or of the series how fun he's gonna he's probably cackling in the car as we speak yeah he's also probably secretly turned on and having homoerotic thoughts Ooh, i hope he breaks out the short shorts for stuff yeah, I hope so. And I would also like to request no Axe body spray. No Axe body spray. No. <laughs> That's not my fantasy, girl. Just call me. <laughs> we can point you to the good stuff. Yes. All right. So we've gotten to trade. We've made it through the episode. Um, this is our last episode, mainly talking about... Um, drag race t- topics and so i just want i thought we you know we kind of wanted to just let you know what to expect for our last three episodes so that you uh would be excited and know what's to expect uh next week we have a fun sequel to one of our previous episodes uh next week we'll be doing an episode called songs that i would like to do drag to yeah so we're very excited Woo! 
this is gonna be so fun i'm so excited yes we we had a lot of fun with this one and we've gotten lots of positive uh feedback about this episode as well so we wanted to do one more for you and then uh the episode after that as you know we've we've we're trying to get through this uh the series of drunk history <laughs> where we went through past seasons and got drunk and kind of talked about the se- the season as a whole but then RuPaul started just churning out these seasons and we never got the chance to do that never so we've decided to do one last drunk history episode but this one will be the drunk history of RuPaul so yes. We're going to kind of just like basically like roast RuPaul in various moments from the mini seasons. Yeah, basically seasons three through whatever's airing right now and also history of RuPaul. So get ready because I plan on being blitzed. And I plan on being shady. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to be like Jan, like hitting the shade bell perfect <laughs> perfect storm oh my gosh perfect storm we're just gonna leave the trait we're gonna leave the uh the shade rattle the whole going the whole episode <laughs> uh, just like lightly in the background <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh of course you know our uh, last episode episode 250 we have planned a series finale for you all where you know we're just gonna kind of talk about our favorite moments uh, from the show, you know, like about making the show and that sort of thing. Um, we'll also uh, hopefully we'll have some audio clips from people just kind of saying goodbye or um, share some notes, you know, some thoughts. Yeah, just yeah, just kind of bring in the, the the faves back. You know, if you're someone that listens to the show and that you would want to be included in the finale episode, if you have any like parting message that you would want to hear, uh, feel free to email us a short clip at tfcpod at gmail dot com. Yeah, and we'll be happy. Oh, and include your uh, Twitter handle or some some way that we can find you. <laughs> yeah, or if you're like a hater too, you can leave a message as well. Yeah, we don't mind haters leaving messages. We've, you know, always wanted to be read. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah do it at your own risk. He will be roasted as yes. well. <laughs> so that's what you can expect for our last three episodes. I hope that's very exciting to you and as exciting it is for us to do them. It's going to be so fun. I hope you're looking forward to it. We're going to have a blast as we have this entire time doing the podcast. So... You know, we're going to turn the party. Come join. Yes, girl. So make sure you have all of your drinks lined up for these next few weeks. And uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with some uh, songs that I would like to do drag to. We'll introduce, I think we're coming up with new drag names. Yes. And I need to go out on something strong that I can stick with and keep yes. forever. <laughs> Yes, girl. We'll we'll present our new drag personas to you, and we'll tell you. I think we, we, we in the past we've each done three songs, and then we kind of explain why we yes. picked the song and what kind of performance you would get when you watched us perform it. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited. Yeah. There will be at least one Beyonce song. I have to go so back kiss and my ass. Yeah, I have to go back and listen to the old episode because I don't remember how it went. So. Yeah. No repeats, girl. No repeats. No repeats. (laughs) No repeats. repeats. It's going to be a whole new vibe. I'm so pumped about it. Yes, girl. So make sure you all come back for that episode. It's going to be super fun. But until then, bye. bye.